Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we continue to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead in this season of Easter, we pray that by your Holy Spirit you would continue to move in our lives and in our hearts, that you would inspire us, especially during this difficult time, to uh, walk with Jesus each and every day, to walk in that path that he lays before us, knowing that he is always with us. Father, we pray, help us to see Jesus as our shepherd who leads us, who cares for us, who binds our wounds, but who also calls us to be like a shepherd to those around us in this world. Father, we pray, guide us by your spirit in all things that we might serve you by serving others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We are challenged each day in our lives as Christians to walk with Jesus. I love the words of the hymn that we just sang, Let Us Ever Walk With Jesus. It's an, a mindful uh, attitude of our hearts and our lives every day uh, that we don't want to be a people who simply focus on what's going on in the world around us and forget that Christ is with us, guiding us and walking there alongside of us. And sometimes we might be like those disciples on the road to Emmaus last Last week where we are engaging the world perhaps and, and maybe walking the path, but uh, Jesus is there and, and sometimes we forget about him or we don't even recognize him. And so it's important for us, I think, each day to be a people who walk with Jesus, to understand that Jesus is there for us. And in our scriptures today, uh, we have those wonderful words from the Gospel of John that talk about Jesus as our shepherd, and, and the shepherd, uh, we know his voice, and we follow him, and we have wonderful images of Jesus as our shepherd. They're in art forms all through history, different pictures of Jesus being that good shepherd, that shepherd who who lays down his life for the sheep. Uh, we're all familiar with the 23rd Psalm that we sang just a little bit ago about the Lord being our shepherd and we're not going to be in need, that he takes care of our wounds, he binds us, he heals us, and, and he lifts us up. Uh, he, he guides us to the waters and to the pastures and he protects us from all of the evil that might afflict us. And as his sheep then, we are willing to follow him and to go where he guides, at least most of the time. Uh, sometimes we like to be that uh, obstinate, stubborn little sheep who wants to do things its own way and runs off and tries to engage the world and sometimes out of ignorance or sometimes just out of forgetfulness, we find ourselves in circumstances or in situations where we're in over our head. We're trying to solve things and we're trying to work and it's just, uh, it, we're in over our head and we forget that Jesus is there and that we should turn to him, grab a hold of his hand and walk with him. That's perhaps easier to do when we're little children. When we're little children, it seems like it's easy for us to grab a hold of the hand of Jesus, to, to go to Jesus and even to pray. And sometimes as adults in our panic or in our particular circumstance or situation in life, we forget to pray. Uh, I remember a time when my oldest daughter uh, became very sick with uh, pneumonia and we're trying to, uh, you know, get things settled. Uh, um, my wife was taking her to the hospital and, and, and uh, I was taking our middle child. At that time, she was our only 
second child uh, kind of thing, uh, to the uh, lady who does daycare for us to drop her off so I could get to the hospital too. And, and I'm kind of panicky, worried about my daughter. And out of this, uh, this little voice in the back seat, out of this car seat says to me, Daddy, maybe we should pray. I'm sure my daughter doesn't remember that. But it was one of those times in my life that kind of put me into my place. Here I am the pastor and I'm kind of panicky and I'm the dad and I'm kind of panicky and it's the voice from the children who, uh, who turned me to Jesus. And how we need those reminders in our lives. Sometimes the children have a way of, of putting us back to where we need to be, of a simplifying life a little bit right down to what our relationship should be. And that is that one with Jesus where we offer up that prayer of need in that time. Uh, little children uh, grab a hold of the hand of Jesus with, without a lot of times any prompting. Uh, there's that trusting faith relationship. And sometimes then when we're a little older, we struggle with that. We start to question, is Jesus really here? Is he working in my life? And yet, as he promised, he's there walking right alongside of us. And sometimes we don't even realize that he's there. But he's always there, present in our lives, as he promised, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. And so he walks with us. And we need to remember that. And, and in our wisdom, sometimes we, we get drowned uh, or, or inundated, if you will, with the voices of the world and the things of the world. And, and it seems like the voice of Jesus is sometimes drowned out, like the devil's really working to keep that voice soft and in the distance. And we, like sheep, sometimes we go astray. It's important for us to always remember to listen for the voice of Jesus, to be walking alongside the road. Let us ever walk with Jesus, walking alongside that road and listening to him. It's important for us as we're hearing his words in our lives and in our world today to, if you will, to, to dare to be a disciple. To bear to be a disciple knowing that Jesus is there carrying our burdens sometimes even when we don't realize it. That he's there working in those circumstances of life that throw us for a loop or that sometimes put us off the side of the robe and we think perhaps we're stranded. But Jesus is there and Jesus has a purpose. And Jesus can use all of those things in our lives to the glory of his name. And so the challenge before us today as we walk with Jesus is to dare to be a disciple in the trying times in the world before us. Whether we're dealing with the uncertainty of a, of a COVID virus, not knowing what the future is going to hold and navigating every day. We can sit back and we can lament and we can mourn and we can you know, worry about the what ifs that we have sometimes no control over. Or we can begin to focus on Jesus. And the cares and the concerns of this world kind of disappear and dissipate. It reminds me. It reminds me of Peter who, who does very good walking on the water. He's like, wow, I got out of the boat. I'm walking on the water. Things are going great. Wow. Uh, who would have believed this? I got to write a letter home. I got to tell my mother-in-law. I got to tell my wife. Wow, I'm walking on water. I'm doing great. I'm doing good. And of course, we remember what happens to Peter when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he starts to listen to the world or to focus on the wind and the waves and the cares and the concerns of the world. We know that he begins to sink. And that's what happens to us today, too. It's easy for us to start sinking when we start worrying about everything that's going on in the world around us and we start worrying about things that often we have no control over. 
You see, it's that worry that drags us away from Jesus sometimes, and then we begin to question, what's God doing here? Why isn't God taking care of me? And the reality is he's, he is. We're just not paying attention to him. And so in those times where we begin to be unindated by the things of the world, we need, need to do like Peter did and cry out, Lord, save me, lift me up, encourage me, strengthen me. And so the encouragement in our word today is to walk with Jesus, to fix our eyes on him. And every journey with Jesus begins at the cross. We're like sheep. We need to gather at the cross. We need to remember what it is that our Lord did for us there, that he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that he offered himself there and has sacrificed for us a blood offering to cover us so that death might pass over. We are that, 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 grateful to that Passover lamb of Jesus, that perfect, unblemished, firstborn son of God who took our place on a cross and whose sacrifice covers the multitude of our sins. And so the path begins at the cross. It begins in knowing that we are loved and redeemed, that we have a compassionate Lord and Savior who gave his life for us, that we're healed from all of our sins and transgressions. And the path continues by sitting down and, and learning and listening at, at, to Jesus and his teachings to us. It's listening in Bible studies and coming to him in prayer. It's opening up the word of God and letting him feed us with that word uh, each and every day. Sometimes in a way that we don't always even understand, but knowing that the nutrition of God's word is, is really feeding our bodies, our souls, our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. And we need to be fed. And we need to grow in that faith because you see, as Paul reminds us, he said to us, when he himself uh, was reviled, he did not revile in turn. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. In other words, we need to know God's word to know as his righteous people how it is that we are to live in this world. And it says, by his wounds you have been healed. We have been healed. Our sins have been washed away. We stand now with that white robe of righteousness covering the multitude of our sin, not so that we can stand back and celebrate by ourselves, but rather that we can engage the world. For he says, for you were strained like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. That's who we are. But what else? For this you have been called, earlier in verse 21. We're called to follow in his footsteps, to begin to engage the world in the, in the way that he calls us. And so we're reminded that he holds the whole world in his hands. He goes to a cross and he suffers for the sins of the whole world. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The world is in the hands of Jesus. But think of it also this way. When he ascends into heaven and he gives us that great commission, go and make disciples of all nations, it's as if he puts the world into our hands and now we are his people and just like we heard Harry and Stinky talking about earlier the whole idea is that we are all God's children 
from every tribe and culture and language and group, as, as the book of Revelations reminds us, that we are from all over this world. He calls us from all sorts of different sheepfolds to be his sheep and to follow him. And then he puts the world into our hands and says, engage the world. Follow in my footsteps. Take care of the world. Share the gospel, the good news of salvation. Go and make disciples, baptize and teach. And so we do that. And in this world where people are often so tuned into a 24-7 news cycle and they're so focused on what's happening in the world, we need to help turn their hearts to Jesus and help them and to remind them that it's all in his hands. Because he suffered and died for all people. It all belongs to him. And we find our hope not in the next cure or not in the next treatment, but we find our hope in Jesus Christ. And so the challenge for us, even during this difficult time, is to understand that with the world in our hands, with the call of Christ to follow in his footsteps, to walk with him as he calls us into the missions and ministries of this world, taking care of the poor, feeding those who are hungry, visiting those who are sick, mourning with those who have suffered death. And we can do those things, even in the midst of this social distancing, we can still work to care for one another. For the whole call of Jesus to follow in his footsteps is to love one another from all places. Love one another even as I have loved you, he reminds us. To see people the way that Jesus sees people with compassion and love and grace and mercy. To see past the faults, past the foibles and past the peculiarities perhaps of personalities to see past those things and to see people the way Jesus sees them as his creation is valuable and worthy and loved so much that he gave his life for them. You see, that's the challenging. Let us ever walk with Jesus. Walking with Jesus is all about walking with him and following those footsteps, but also knowing that he's with us as we engage this world. Walking with Jesus is that concept that we need to have before us each and every day when we wake up in the morning, when we go through the day, when we lie down at night, to know that Christ is with us and he calls us to engage this world with his love. That's the challenge. It's not always easy. We are people who sometimes can become so self-focused that we don't listen to other people and we don't care for other people. It takes some energy Take some time to take care of other people, to walk with Jesus. But as Christians, we find our strength in him. Remember, when we're sheep and we're following the shepherd, there are other sheep around us. We're part of that family. We're part of that larger family where we minister to each other and we minister to the world around us. Some have said that this virus is a great opportunity for the church to proclaim Christ. And I find that kind of odd because we're proclaiming Christ in a unique and different way right now. I'm preaching to a church with only four people in it. That's weird. And yet we know that many of you online are, are sharing the link with your friends and family and neighbors who perhaps have never heard the gospel message. That maybe you're living in your house with people who have never really come to church, but they're hearing the word being preached and celebrated and sung. Those are all good things. 
But it's up to each one of us, as Christ calls us, to share the good news in whatever way possible, whether it's sharing the links, whether it's inviting people to worship or to Bible study with us online, but whether it's you yourself simply sharing the simple message of the gospel that Jesus loves people, that he died for them and he brings healing to them in body, mind, and spirit. That's what we're about as his sheep. That's why Jesus reminds us that he alone has the true message. He alone has the voice that people will listen to and follow. And so, my friends, as we close this day, I want to encourage you, even as you are apart one from another, to follow Jesus and to do the work that he has prepared in advance for you to do, to follow the path that he lays before you and to know that he doesn't put you on that path alone, but that he walks with you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may, may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.